Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. My life doesn't change that much. I mean, we work out of my living room, (laughs) so, you know, that's not a a big change. Uh, But, you know, it's nice to go out and, like, see people in real life, and there just aren't that many people out there in the streets, and it's just bizarre. It's weird how, like... Once you can't do a thing, you want to do that thing, mm-hmm. right? Once it's no longer available, uh, you know, a guy can't even go to the bar and have a beer. No. You know. No, you cannot. I That, you know, I, I like drinking. Although I'm, in some places you can. I heard the Mariana Islands, you can do it. Well, if you own like a small home bar, for example, you can just, well, drink at home, of course. But well, sure. You can drink at home anytime you want. Yeah, it's, it's not quite the same as, you know, going out and meeting random people yeah. uh, and that kind of a thing. And, you know, I wasn't doing it that often, but I am a Wisconsin kid originally. And, you know, alcohol is part of the culture in Wisconsin. It's pretty uh, much part of the culture across the United States. Uh, I'll agree with that, but yeah. I will say that it's a bit more, even more so there. Uh, you know, prominent in Wisconsin. For every, I think for every church, there's three bars <laughs> in in the state of Wisconsin. So, yeah, they uh, they take their alcohol seriously there. The public health of Madison and Dane County set up an online form that can be used to submit a violation of Governor Tony Evers' order. The form asks for some basic information before offering several fields to describe. The gathering. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy who got arrested for doing a wedding? I I read a, a headline about that, but I didn't read the actual article. Pop up wedding, coronavirus from Philly, CBS Philly. Right, because they had a too many people or something at more the gathering. More than fifty police in Ocean Jesus. County in New Jersey have arrested a homeowner for hosting a pop up wedding with more than fifty people in attendance. Now I don't know what a pop up wedding is. I guess it was like a you know, one of those short notice things. Yeah. What do they call it? The, what's the thing where you like send out a text message and flash mob? Flash mob. Yeah. Is that kind of the same thing? A yeah. pop up wedding? Yeah, I think mob? so. You know, or they they have it at like maybe a public place, right? So everybody mm-hmm. goes, hey, let's gather at Smith Park over here, right? Because it's a public area that's open to anybody at any time, and everybody just sort of shows up. They put up some tents or whatever, bring some alcohol, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. You had an update from uh, Wisconsin as well, where there's a rule that you cannot gather with more than ten people. Is that right? That's that is correct. This is uh, is this a like an executive edict? This is from the uh, it's from Dane County and it's Governor Tony Evers' order. Okay, so according, all the statewide yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. no gatherings over ten people. Right, uh, and so they've set up a a snitch website. Mm-hmm. Where if you are in Wisconsin and you see a gathering of more than 10 people, mm. I can just see like Mrs. Kravitz peeking out her window. There's 11 people next door. I'm yep. going to go online and fill out this form. Uh, apparently, any person who willfully violates or obstructs the execution of this rule or any state statute rules, county, city, or village ordinance uh, for which no other penalty is prescribed which they're currently, you know, this falls under, mm-hmm. uh, sh- can be imprisoned for not more than 30 days or fined not more than 500 bucks or both. 
Yeah, so, so it's basically a misdemeanor. Yeah, they're, I, but literally they're going to cage people or threatening to cage yep. people and fine them for gathering more than 10 people. And I happen to know that there are some quite large families in Wisconsin mm-hmm. that are larger than 10 people. I suspect they will make an exemption for that because it would make them look really bad if they start just going arresting families for being in their own home. I mean, However, none of this makes them look good. No. All these people who want to feel safe and they love the, the government, thank goodness we've got the government out there, they are actually socially shaming and ostracizing anybody else who's like, you know what, I want to just go out and do what I want to do because I'm willing to take a risk and I'm not worried about all this fear uh, surrounding what, honestly, it seems like is just another iteration of the flu, although it isn't as deadly yet as the flu is. Yeah. Nor as widespread as the flu is. And there is such conflicting information. There's reports that are like, the death rate is like double that of the flu. And then others are like, the death rate is not even half of the flu. And then there are other people who are saying, and I I forget who I heard this from, but the claim about all these people in Italy, because people say, well, look at what's happened in Italy. Uh, The claim is that a lot of these people who died in Italy, like the super majority of these older folks who died, already had a pre-existing malady of some sort oh so it's not like they were like a healthy 80 year old and got sick and died right they were infirmed and got sick and died they already had something else going yeah. on right yeah so it's being blown way out of proportion if china is a country of 1.2 billion and they've reported 3,500 deaths and they are now decreasing on the curve so say they go up to 4,500 deaths mm-hmm. they are three times our size so extrapolate that that's what 1500 deaths for our country yeah that's basically nothing that's nothing but that's that's not nothing that's lightning strikes i mean you know it's a g uh, well right but you don't see basically nothing but you don't see any governors closing states because of lightning strikes statistical noise is what is what we're talking about here I mean, I'm not yeah, saying. So, I mean, I'm not trying to minimize to, the people who who are dying. Okay, I'm not trying I to minimize to that. Yeah, I but understand that. If it's not a hundred thousand deaths, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I mean, oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, be mad if people seventy thousand for flu, and that's what Trump said. Hey, it's like, kind of like the flu. It might be a little bit worse. And yeah, gee, I mean, I don't know. Uh, just my, that's my thought. Yeah, no, look, I don't blame you for being upset. I mean, I'm not going to be upset that more people didn't die. I think that's a good thing. But people should be upset about the restrictions on their freedoms that these governments have been putting into place all across the United States. The insane restrictions on freedom. If we uh, told everyone to stay home and not drive, we could get 50,000 deaths every year from car (laughs) Exactly. What's it like being in in New York right now with the uh, total Uh lockdown? It's kind of spooky because I'm in uh, Tompkins County where we have a lot of Chinese students. We have cases. And, uh, you know, it's probably been here a lot longer than they said. So potentially I might have gotten – I didn't feel well a little while ago. I could have gotten over it for all I know. Mm-hmm. Or that could be wishful thinking and I'm about – I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. So, I mean, hopefully I don't die. But if I do, okay, that would suck. So you are being forced to stay in your home. What are the restrictions there? I'm not being forced. I mean, I don't normally, you know, like to go out and unnecessarily leave my house as it is. But, uh, uh-huh. I mean, the buses are still running. The grocery store is still open. Right. Okay, but so normally to- there's, uh, in these lockdowns, as I understand it, we'll go through the New Jersey restrictions here in a moment. But as I understand it, they 
are telling people that they are allowed to go to the grocery store. They may still be allowed to go to perform a some sort of a so-called essential job. Uh, but for the most part, otherwise, they're supposed to stay in their homes under threat of violence. I don't think there's any... It hasn't gotten quite that intense here. As I posted to uh, Facebook today, I said, sure, take the standard precautions as you always would if you were ill, and maybe take a little more. But the world has been through this before and survived without shutting it down. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the cure here is going to be much worse than the problem. And the more, you know, as, as every day passes, and as one of the other callers mentioned, we have like five homeless shelters in, in a very small area in our town. And those people are just crowded up together. Now, they have put uh, some porta potties out for them. So now they're going in there to shoot up drugs mostly. Right. What That's real sanitary. That. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, this takes me back about uh, 10 or 12 years. We had a beautiful river here called the Coal River, and it was a very shallow river. It was probably four feet deep in this particular area. Very flat, a lot of smooth rock, and you could have a wonderful time. And people have had a wonderful time uh, swimming in this area for over 100 years. Well, some kid drowned about 10 years ago, and his mother raised such a stink over it that the state came in, shut shut the whole area down, says, you can't swim oh here God. anymore. Stop trying to tell me yeah. and my friends and the people who I care about how they have to live their life. Stop trying to tell local business owners how to run their business. Yeah. If they want to put in provisions to so-called protect their customers or recommendations or whatever— by all means, they so, should do that. So get this. Uh, in Seattle, Washington, I would attend uh, this Irish pub that I liked. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't mind saying their name. It's Sean O'Donnell's Irish Sean pub. Sean O'Donnell. Sean O'Donnell. They, they're, oh. they're a chain, actually. Uh, Sean and Sean Jr. own and run the place, and it's a family-run deal and whatever. Do you get haggis? So uh, they do occasionally have that, but only <laughs> at the Everett location. At any rate, okay. um, before these government mandates started coming in, right, they're a freaking Irish pub, and we're coming up on St. Paddy's Day, right? Yeah, no, so like, no one could have the, uh, go out for a drink on St. Paddy's Day here. It's like their Christmas, financially right. speaking, yeah. right, for an Irish the green pub. beer. And they, they sent out an email to all their people that are on their list and saying, hey, we're, we're keeping it low-key this year because of the, you know, this is before all the government stuff. They before started, the restrictions. They, okay. Before the restrictions. They started doing what they thought was the right thing for their families and their customers, so they started sort of restricting, okay, we're not going to have the big Irish bands, we're not going to have the festival, blah, blah, blah. But what we will do is we will offer, you know, to-go family meals. So if you want to pick up a traditional Irish feast for your family, go to our website, Corn, it's 50 bucks or whatever, you know. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. 
Thank you. Trina, you said that you've had some experience in the medical field with latex gloves specifically, and you were concerned that people are misusing them uh, or you know, not doing the best that they could. What is it that you wanted to share about that? Yes. It's very important to realize this, and people don't, and, and it's a shame. Um, they don't remember that a latex glove is just kind of like a replacement for your skin. If you cough, if you have a rubber glove on and you cough and you cover your mouth with your hand that has a glove on it and then you touch something, right. you are still transmitting those germs onto that other surface that That's somebody true. else can get. Those latex gloves can protect you if you have a cut or a wound on your hand, mm-hmm. but people don't realize. Yeah, that they're not like antibacterial they, that kill the bacteria that touch the glove. Right. 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 So when they're using these gloves and they have them on for hours Mm -hmm. and then, you know, if they happen to touch their face anywhere, your eyes, your nose or your mouth, and you haven't taken these gloves off and you have germs on these gloves, you're you're still susceptible to get sick. And to spread it to other people. They're not a guarantee to to keep you from getting sick. Are you familiar, though, with uh, soap operas? Have you ever like exactly what I know, man? It's the, just disgusting. Yeah, there there are people who are literally addicted to soap operas, and they watch every episode and who did what and who's screwing who and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, and that's exactly what the these partisan people are. To them, politics, the the pomp and circumstance, the show, if you will, the personalities. Yeah, it, yeah. it is a reality sure. TV show for them. It's a soap opera that they are addicted to. But it, it's one that has consequences, at least. I mean, it, that much is true about it. You know, whether you if you're watching The Young and the Restless or whatever it is it's on these days, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if one character screws another one over. It's not going to affect your life. But what these people do in D.C. and state houses certainly does. Absolutely. So I can understand why people can obsess over these things. But to do it in such a partisan manner and so blind about what's actually going on, it's really sad. It's tragic. And they're so brainwashed. It, it's sad to see that people are so easily brainwashed in this country by political parties and such. I, I, the real reason I called, fellas, yeah. is because, like, I wanted to make a comment that, like, the only people that I know with the coronavirus are people that are being put on the newspapers and in the, in the news on the television. I, I don't personally know one person that has the coronavirus. I don't personally know one person that knows one person that even knows one person that has it. The facts don't support the actions that are being taken. And um, I believe it's just a plot to destroy the world economy and bring about a one world government Mm -hmm. and a one world dollar. Yeah, I don't know if that's as far as they're going to go with it, but I could understand why you would think that. Because one of the things that I think keeps a one world government from happening is the fact that all these different government gangsters still want to have their little fiefdoms. They don't want to have somebody else having power over them. The irony is that they have competition amongst themselves. They do. Yeah, it's like the mafia when when, one family tries to take out the head of the other family and so that they can have their territory. Yeah, I don't that's why I don't think the whole one world government thing is likely because these these gangsters have their territory and they realize that a one world government would mean they would cede their power to somebody higher well, than them. I believe there are things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. And and they do have a plan and this is not an accident. This is planned. They created the virus and um, I believe they created the vaccine and um, 
they're just seeing how far they can go with it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I am not putting that vaccine in my veins. So New Jersey, according to NJ.com, which is a big news source out of Jersey, will go into virtual lockdown mode starting Saturday night. And I don't know what why they're using the term virtual, because it's a lockdown. Uh, after Governor Phil Murphy announced he is ordering all people to stay at home except for necessary travel and mandating that all non-essential retail businesses in the state close until further notice to help battle the spread of the coronavirus. Here's a look at what the executive order means. People are limited to traveling only for essential needs such as food, groceries, or medicine. If they have a job at a business that is still open to visit family, and again, they've mandated almost all businesses to close, uh, to visit family and close friends or to seek medical attention. You can also go outside for walks or exercise. Except for the essential workers, the governor wants everyone off the roads and specifically urged people not to go to the Jersey Shore if they have part-time residences there. We expect people to stay home, Murphy said during a news briefing today at Rutgers, Newark. We want you off the roads. That's now 24 hours. We don't want you out there, period. Murphy has already indefinitely shuttered a number of businesses amid the outbreak, including indoor malls, movie theaters, casinos, gyms, amusement parks, barbershops, salons, libraries, and more. He also limited restaurants to takeout and delivery, and now it extends to the vast majority of retail businesses. Did, did they just copy and paste this out of, like, the prison rules? Well, I'm plugged in on the social media to a whole bunch of uh, artists, musicians specifically. Right. And I can't tell you the the number of tours that have been canceled. canceled. Just outright canceled. Like, even the bands that wanted to continue, they're like, no, we don't care. We're going to go on tour anyway. They can't because the venues have closed. This decision is not an easy one, he says. Uh, going on. Who is considered an essential worker? Healthcare and medical services workers, members of the media, law enforcement agencies, federal government workers, those who work at businesses are allowed to re- that are allowed to remain open. This goes into effect in 20 minutes from now. Uh, how long will it last? Again, the story here at NJ.com. Way longer than they say it's gonna. Murphy says that's unclear. He expects the crisis will be quote measured in weeks to months. This is not next week. Uh, Like Godfather Carlin taught me, I have one rule. It's a very important rule, and it is that I don't believe anything the United States government tells me. Nothing. Nada. Not a thing. So this guy is taught, and usually when they say this stuff, whenever the government puts in something that takes away more of your freedoms, it always says it's going to be temporary, but then it turns out to be permanent. Yep. And if they can do this once and get away with it, then the and and if all it takes is some some people to get sick here and there yeah. to put everybody into lockdown mode, then get ready because they're going to bring this back again, again and again and again and again and again. I did pull up the governor's order here from NJ.gov. So the article I was reading before was the NJ.com news site about this order. There was one thing that I was curious about because it was a pretty comprehensive article. So you're looking at the actual order now. Looking at the actual okay. order. Because I was wondering if they were going to enforce social, so-called social distancing. Remember, no one is forcing you to go outside. 
Right. No one is forcing you to go to the grocery store. You can hire someone to do that. They have a thing called Instacart. They have yeah. DoorDash. They got all these different things where people can go out. There are people who will go and buy the things for you, and they could just leave them on your front porch. You don't even have to touch the person yep. when they get there. So if you want to put all that stuff into place for yourself, that's fine. The other aspect of this order going into effect 12 minutes from now is when in public, individuals must pr- must practice social distancing and stay at least six feet apart Whenever possible, excluding immediate family members, caretakers, household members, or romantic partners. Okay. So you can still hold hands with your, your lover or your family members uh, as you are walking down the street. So if I'm at a store buying something and it's behind the counter and the clerk has to hand it to me, that's violating the social Well, they distance. have whenever possible in here. Whenever possible. Right. So... That means, because earlier I was like, well, if you're walking down the sidewalk, that means you might have to jump out in the road to avoid being six feet. Uh, it would be possible uh, they could chuck you the item over the counter. Mm. Uh, Todd, to give you an update on uh, North Dakota, I'm kind of more involved than the average citizen here because I'm actually a candidate for Congress this year. But uh, I've been trying to you know, strike back for freedom on this whole Coronas thing. Uh, Tell me how. I think we need to be concerned, but uh, I think it's way overblown. Yeah. And uh, what makes a lot of confusion is the fact that we have so many conflicting people saying they're in charge. I mean, we have the World Health Organization that says, well, travel restrictions are needed. We have the CDC that comes up with, uh, well, maybe we, 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 we should, maybe we shouldn't. We have Donald Trump that has his conflicting uh, guidelines. We have state guidelines. We have now city guidelines, too. And everybody and his uncles declaring a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite often the, the states and the declarations are contrary to each other. Uh, what are our your neighbors North- saying there, Roland? What are you hearing from people? Are they buying all these claims? Are they frustrated with uh, the, you know, are there restrictions in place? Can you still go to a restaurant in North Dakota? Well, we closed the restaurants down uh, in the gyms and whatnot uh, a couple of days ago. We we can still go to the grocery stores. We can still drive around, buy gas and whatnot. Uh, uh, we go to a restaurant. It has to be takeout, of course. I have to say I'm completely disgusted with the reaction, the authoritarian reaction to this. Thank uh, goodness we're not Charleston, alone on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Charleston is... Charleston's heavily dependent on the hospitality industry, yep. and they are shutting down places and shuttering them and only allowing them to do takeout. They shut the beaches today on an 85-degree day. Wow. Um, I just want to know, when is it time for noncompliance? When is it time for these businesses to go, you know what? Enough of the nonsense. Dis- like, I, keep hearing about ex- I keep hearing about exponential growth of this. Isn't, do people not understand exponential? Because if you have 1,000 people that are dead, one exponential turn is a million. And it's not happening. That's right. Okay, right. so at some point, people are going to have to wake up and live their lives. And like you guys said before, what are they doing? They're to answer your question. Oh, you mean like the flu? Like every other virus? That right, back right. In the fall? That to, kills 16,000 of us every year? Right. To, to answer your question, <laughs> disobedience is always in order. Uh, as far as the tyrannical, you know, musings of those folks called the government. But the thing is, Captain, it's hard to be the first one to, to go. It is. Uh, because in right. business, 
you know, a lot of these business owners, especially restaurants specifically, bars, yep. these guys have beer and wine licenses. They have liquor licenses issued to them by the state. They have health code licenses issued to them by the state. So one of the problems with this society, and I totally agree with where you're coming from on this, Jim. I'm in total favor of noncompliance and civil disobedience. I've done some myself. It sickens my heart to see the overt compliance without any no question even grumbling no, yeah. like like nobody even There's like grumbling kind kind of nobody even kind of went no for a second there yeah. was like maybe two things that came nobody across said our radar. make me yeah no one said make me except for this bar in Westwood according to uh, Cincinnati let me get back to uh, Jim though because Jim had called oh, that's right. Uh, from Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. And and he asked the right question, which is, when is it going to be time for business owners to stand up to this stuff and say, hey, look, this is my livelihood. Yeah. This is my these are my employees. It's my responsibility to take care of my customers and my employees and stay open for anybody that wants to come in. If somebody wants to take a risk. And then they should be welcome at a business that's willing to allow them to take that risk. Instead, they're just going to get bled dry as you know the business just disappears because people are being so cowed by these government mandates. Jim, you were really frustrated by this. I'm totally with you. Uh, you mentioned that Char- Charleston, where you live, is a uh, city that's got a lot of the hospitality industry, so it's being devastated right now. Uh, it's being smoked i mean I, they can't stand another weekend like this especially it's getting nice down here you know mm-hmm. 80 degrees and sunny people, right, people want to go out and people want to go out westwood bar let me just throw this headline the br- brief uh, summary out of what's happened to one business owner queen city lounge and i presume this is cincinnati the yeah reports from WCPO, which is out of uh, Cincinnati and Westwood, I suppose, is a suburb. Uh, Monday night, Queen City Lounge had 40 customers inside drinking and eating from a full buffet. On Tuesday afternoon, several arrests later, police boarded the place up. The Westwood Bar had continued to operate as usual despite Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's order that all restaurants and bars in the state of Ohio end their dine-in services to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Assistant Police Chief Paul Newdigate said Tuesday... It was more than a risk to patrons, he added, quote, Now you're putting first responders at risk because we get the information they're open. There's 40-plus people inside. Who knows who may have already come into contact with COVID-19, and now our first responders are having to interact with these folks. It's the first responders' job to put themselves at risk. That's their entire freaking job. Well, but he's saying now they've got to go and they have to go talk to and and, and arrest these people, and that's putting their, the government agents, at risk. Well, they could just be like, you know what? We're not going. They're under no obligation. Okay, so this cops lie. Yep. I'd like to point that out to anybody listening here that cops lie and they have the right to lie. And it is part of their jobs in a lot of cases to tell lies, to try to get you to admit things and yep. like convict you of stuff. So this cop is telling a lie. Uh, as far as cryptocurrency goes, digital sure. assets, I, I have millions. I've been buying for three years. I noticed last week the market, you know, the average was doing better compared to the stock market. It was up 15% or so. But I have a bunch of Ripple. Uh, uh, B-Chain, chain, a lot of altcoins. Mm-hmm. If the central bank, if everybody tries to draw their money out of their bank accounts at one time, now couldn't the central bank freeze everybody's accounts like they've done, like other central banks have done in other countries, and that would increase the demand for crypto for it to go up on that? Did you it, see that? It, maybe. I mean, that would be the 
crypto equivalent of a bank run, right? Normally we hear about right. bank runs, you know, when the the stock market crashes and people go to the bank to take out their USD, their, their actual cash. And of course, there's not enough cash in the world to do that, right? The, the amount of cash in the world right. is a very small, small, tiny amount compared to the amount of dollars that people transact in. So I don't know what the effect would be on the cryptocurrency price if there were to be a, a crypto run on the banks. If everybody just said, hey, I'm going to buy crypto you know, all at the same time, it would be interesting to find out, though. Hold on. Was that your question, or was your question if they froze people's bank accounts, would that— If they froze people's bank accounts. If they, for example, said if the central bank froze everyone's accounts like oh, right, in other countries in the past— I yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. That would definitely move people into cryptocurrency— you just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.